Welcome to the Silicon Slopes Conversations. This week we're here with Morgan Williams, who is the CEO of Blended. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time. Um, and thank you everyone for, for joining us today. Um, a lot of folks have heard of, of Blended, but for those that haven't, tell us about it. Where did the idea come from and what did this company do? Yeah, so uh, I'll start with what what is, well first, hello everyone. It's so great to see everyone, hi. <laughs> Um, second, uh, as far as what does Blended do? So, so Blended is really a, a technology firm that's looking to revolutionize the trucking industry with technology. Uh, right now we're hyper-focused on one of the industry's highest priority issues, which is driver recruitment. Um, trucking is an industry that heavily relies on talent, and if we can't get our recruitment practices um, and processes to be more efficient, uh, we're, I don't know where we're going to be. Uh, and so Blended really plays in this space between how do we find drivers and how do we get them in seat uh, more quickly. Uh, and so, so yeah, so if, if I were to give you our, our quick one-liner, uh, Blended brings high-tech, mobile-first, automated solutions to low-tech recruitment in the trucking industry. Uh, I could go into kind of how it, how it started. Uh, so I, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, this, uh, B Blended was actually the brainchild of my late twin brother, Cameron Williams. Uh, Cameron was uh, here in Utah. He was at Domo, Domo Goldman Sachs. Uh, he started a company actually called Everwoke. Um, and Everwoke was playing in the SaaS logistics automation space. Uh, when he passed away, I actually became CEO of that company um, where I, I leveraged my, my, my capacities, my abilities as a strategist to really dig into what, what's going to happen next with this company and ultimately decided to pivot into now what is known as blended, uh, focusing really on the um, trucking industry. And a lot of people ask me why blended. We don't, we don't get it. Blended, what does that have to do with trucking? Um, and fa fair, so I hear it. Um, and I would say two things. One, there's a deeply personal reason and then a very real technical reason. Um, one of Blended's real value propositions is this idea of integration. Um, and so as we think about bringing technology to an industry that's not necessarily known for its technological advancements, we really thought hard about how do we bring technology and make sure it could be implemented quickly. And in order to do that, we really looked at, well, can we create something that integrates with trucking companies' existing tech stacks? Um, and so that, that's our, one of our big value propositions, our, the integrations uh, that we're creating. Uh, coupled with the very personal reason, as I mentioned, Blended is so much of my brother's vision that I am now uh, executing on. And we always said uh, his visionary tech genius coupled with my strategist mind can make the best company in the world. So we're blending these two things together to bring what's known as Blended Studios. I love it. It's always nice when the name makes sense. <laughs> Very cool. Um, knowing I was doing this today, I drove down from Holiday, Utah, and I counted the truck semi-accurately, semis that I passed, just I passed, not coming the other way, and it was 60 which is just a small segment of I-15. So it's a massive industry, right? Massive. 
And everything that we're wearing, eating, everything probably showed up on a truck at some point, right? Yeah, so 72% of everything we buy is moved by a truck. I don't, I don't know if we realize that magnitude. And trucking is an $875 billion industry. So when we say massive, I mean massive. Yeah. And over the years I've seen, because sometimes I do fantasize about being a truck driver, right? Like you get to see America. Look, you get to have inter interesting conversations at the truck stop. Well, well you know, if you want to get hired, holler at me. Okay. <laughs> There's been many a days where I've left this office and been like, man, I wish I could go for three days as a truck driver. Um, but uh, they all have, oftentimes have magnetic signs on the back of their trailer, we're hiring. I've seen some that have written in the dust, we are hiring. That is as uh, organic as it gets. Um, and they've, you know, banners on the side and all of this. But, um, it seems like whether it's a bear market or bull market, they're oftentimes hiring. And so ever since being a kid, looking at that, it's like, how are they perpetually hiring? Must be a solution that you guys are trying to solve for, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. So I don't know if you know this, but trucking actually employs nearly 6% of the nation overall. And um, I think often when we think about trucking, we think about owner operators, the, the person who owns the truck, drives the truck, um, but actually over 60% of the industry are actually employees of carriers. And so when we talk about hiring, the, the magnitude of, of what that means, um, over 3 million people, 3.5 million people um, are being employed by this industry and there's tremendous churn. So it's not just hire and and keep it moving, but it's constant hiring that needs to happen. And we're, we're not doing this efficiently. Um, I mean, I've even talked to carriers who are still using fax machines um, to qualify leads. Uh, it takes weeks to decide, to figure out if is someone even interested in a role. Um, but every day that truck is sitting on your lot, you're losing money. Um, and we're not getting our, our skis, our purses, our hats, our water bottles. Um, and so, yeah, so we're really digging in and trying to, to expedite this process. And uh, with what you guys are building, this would be applicable for, like, big carriers and then smaller ma and pa's as well, or is there a specific entry point that you guys are looking for? That's a great question. So I, I like to see the underdogs win. And so what I will say about technology overall in the trucking industry, um, what we're seeing is the big players, the huge, the huge carriers, the ones we all think about when we're driving down I-15 or, or otherwise, um, they are the ones who are, t who are really at the advantage of these technological advancements. But small to mid-sized carriers, so fleets with under 500 trucks, um, they're losing at this game. However, they make up 97% of the overall market. And so for me, I'm, I'm watching this and thinking, well, why, what, what's the barrier here? And really what it comes down to is affordability. And so how do we create a, a solution that, that's not just effective and, and efficient, but then also affordable so that the small and mid-sized carriers, which are often the ones that 
you want to work for. You get the, uh, the culture, you get the, the care, you get the training that you really need. How do we make sure that they're winning the competition when it comes to, to talent in the industry? Yeah, because every, every small town, medium-sized town in America is going to have a trucking company, at least the ones that I've been been to and these are probably your your targets there and you mentioned you know the trucks sitting out on the the lot the margins are pretty thin in trucking and if you've got two or three trucks that could be uh, utilized that's going to impact your your business so um, for these companies in this scenario when you reach out and you're selling and and developing the relationship what does it look like what are the questions that they ask and how long does it take for them to kind of see the value in what you guys are doing? Yeah, so the, the biggest concern, I'll say, is disruption. Is this going to disrupt my business? And that's why we've thought so hard about implementation. How do we make sure that, w- I, I think, with, with any technology, so I'll tell a quick story. Um, about two months ago, I became an iPhone user, which was a huge disruption. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, um, but this was a huge disruption for for my life as a as an Android user. I knew exactly how to screenshot. I knew all my apps were downloaded, and then I became an iPhone user. I don't even know how to mute my phone, and and but but I I take that experience in thinking about a company that is 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 running routes and and generating tremendous amount of revenue and then we come in and say hey we have a product that's going to fix all your problems oh but it might take you a few months to learn how to use it that that, that's not going to (laughs) work it's just not going to work um so all that to say we we really thought hard um about the concern around how will implementing this technology into my company disrupt what we're doing and we we counter that with well um let's take a look at your tech stack we're here to support you and implement this technology quicker than some of our our competitors out there so yeah and for the ones that are still using the fax machine that's a little bit easier right <laughs> you're just going to jump ahead 30 years yeah <laughs> And there's probably a fair amount of pen and paper still. Yeah, there is. So is it generational, right, if it's a 64-year-old proprietor versus a a 28-year-old proprietor? How do you deal with the generational gap? Uh, Well, I think... I think it's ultimately a conversation about bottom line. And so I I don't care if you're 64 or 28, it comes down to what are you trying to achieve and let us help you, let us be a part of that solution. Um, And so I I mean, technology can be scary, it it can, uh, but I think, and actually I'll say this, so when I think about trucking, we often talk, and, and technology, we often think about it from the aspect of technology is happening to trucking. And I'm, I'm new, I'm new to, to all the field, all the thing, I'm new to a lot of different things, um, but especially trucking. And being new to a field, what I've, what I've come to realize is, I'm not trying to happen to you, I want to build for and with you. And so if I go into a company and they're like, technology's scary, no. I'm like, well, hold on now, what, what is it that you're trying to achieve? 
And how can we best help you do that? We're not trying to happen to trucking, we're happening with trucking. And really centering on that idea, I think, is, is more of an invitation for a conversation to build than a um, than than me coming down knocking down the door saying you need this. So yeah. Yeah, I'm off, I'm usually not jealous of uh, people that are selling something, whether it's software or a consumer product, but I am a little jealous because I think you're going to have some of the funnest conversations you'll ever have. Oh. with this group of people oh. oh truckers are a whole nother breed i i'm learning to talk trucking um i've i've gotten um feedback that i'm prim and proper and that's not necessarily uh the the industry itself um but when i say i have met some characters and as i learned the language of the industry it has been eye-opening and i don't know I, i've enjoyed the conversations i've enjoyed navigating all the different aspects of of the of of american fabric um learned a few new curse words but <laughs> but um but all all in light of um you know saying hey i come from a different world um like i said i'm a, I'm a strategist at heart uh but i but my world married with your world can make a new world very cool let's talk about that a little bit um your old world, you know, you've got a, a, a cool background. Tell us a little bit about that, and then I'll ask a question about how it applies to what you're currently doing. Okay. Uh, so a little bit about me. Uh, I, well, I, I've, I've navigated many different fields, everything from genomics. I'm actually a published genomics researcher um, down to education. So most of my young adult career was actually spent in the world of education uh, as a part of Teach for America. I'm not, I'm not some may have heard of Teach for America. Um, but, the, but, but, but most of my career wasn't thinking about how do we maintain the status quo of education, but more so how do we reinvent education in order to meet the needs of the evolving society that, that's coming before us. Um, and so, um, and since I'll, I'll stay there since that's where I spent most of my career. Um, but this was another opportunity to be in a very traditional industry, which, um, which, in which innovation was considered disruptive, um, to the in industry, but it was coming regardless. And what, what I actually enjoyed was I, I, I started out in education as a classroom teacher for a public school system. So, so I, I, I was, ground floor, I was able to understand what was happening, what some of the issues were. And as technology was coming into my classroom, I also very much understood why and how it was disruptive to what we were trying to achieve. Um, and so as I became a reinventor, innovator in an industry, I very much became clear, you have to meet the industry where it's at uh, and not build, not not happen, and don't let the innovation happen to the industry, but allow the industry to inform the innovation, and then bring it bring it forward into the future. So, yeah. Cool. With all that you've done in your in your previous careers, and now what you're currently doing as the CEO, what are some parallels and some kind of eternal principles that apply to both? Ooh, you, between education and now being a tech CEO? Um, 
Well, I would say, so th there's two values I live by. Thing one, I actually got this from my brother, Cameron. Uh, dream big and then bigger than that. And so we go into fields each and every day. We're, we're churning, we're grinding, and it's hard to dream beyond that moment. Um, but when you have the opportunity to step out and envision a new reality and, and imagine what if, or what if we did this, or could this be possible? That is one of the most exciting, energizing exercises um, from, from tr trucking to genomics to, uh, to education that I've been able to do. And so for, for my team, that's something I really emphasize. You all, we have to dream big and then bigger than that. If we're gonna, if we're really gonna help guide the conversation um, into what the future could be. The second thing is uh, do it better, but emphasis on do it. Um, we, we have to iterate into, into the future. It's not we do one thing and, oh, we, we've created the future of something. No, we have to iterate into it. Um, and so, again, from education to genomics to, to trucking, um, keeping that, that iterative nature about things um, has been really meaningful and powerful. Very cool. Um, by living those two things, you'll probably accomplish a lot, right? Just those two simple things. Um, you've mentioned new, first time, first time, CEO, right? Um, kind of first time in being the CEO in Utah, right? Uh, first time interacting with the, the trucking industry, learning the whole vernacular there. Um, obviously, you seem positive and upbeat, and you've got your mantras that you live by, but what are some challenges with being a first time, all of those things? You don't know what you don't know. And so I'm, I'm navigating a space with folks that have been in the industry for, for years, decades in some cases. And I don't know what, what I don't know, um, being, being new. Being new to, to Utah, to trucking, to tech, to all of it. Um, but that, that, that naivete in, in some ways almost keeps me energized um, and allows me to ask some of the, the simple questions that are some sometimes the most meaningful. Sometimes, oftentimes, why is one of the most powerful questions you can ask in a room. And because I'm new, I ask why a lot. Um, I also ask how uh, quite a bit. Um, and all these questions are not just helping to drive me forward, but really getting those who have been in the industry for a while to, to, to take a moment and pause and do a little bit of that dreaming or challenge themselves um, as well. So, uh, oh, you said, what are the challenges? I'm, I'm so positive. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I, I think, well, it's, it's just a steep learning curve. Um, and I, I know we talk about entrepreneurship and there's the grind of doing the work, but when you're learning and doing the work every day, the days are very long. Um, very long and very hard, but we're learning and doing, and yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of first-time entrepreneurs in the audience and a lot that will listen to this down the road. Um, over the hundreds of these that I've done, there's some that don't care about mentorship. There's some that I'm gonna do it all on my own. There's some that are like heavy on mentorship. I'm like, I don't know the answer to this. Let me make a call real quick. Where do you land on that 
uh, heavy on the mentorship, and I'll tell you why. So for, first, I feel like what I'm building is a dream that's bigger than just me. And when you are building something bigger than just you, I think you demonstrate that by bringing other people into, into your, your orbit to make sure that that can be true. Um, second, I don't know what I don't know. Um, I am, I'm a very discerning person, but I am willing to hear and listen to the opinions um, and advice of many. Um, and I think that diversity of perspective really helps me to develop a holistic uh, understanding of, of, of the problem or solution so that when I'm presenting something, it, it's not done with, uh, here, here's the one-sided, very narrow version of this thing, but here's how we can, be, because it's offered a lot of different perspectives, this is how we could actually get this thing done. Um, also, co coming from the world of education, I have very much have seen how when you try to implement a solution for, on a group of people, so I think about students most often, often being in education, it's like, oh, we need to reform this, we're going to do this, and then students just have to accept whatever has happened to them. Um, it doesn't go very well. And so, and, and most solutions require the, the, the alignment and collaboration of many different people across many different fields. And if, if you don't have that perspective, you're, to me, I feel like I would be setting myself up to fail. And um, yeah, I don't know if you could tell, but I'm a bit of an achiever. Oh, that's great. Because <laughs> with your background, um, there's the inclusiveness of, you know, for publishing that, that genomics, you, that required dozens and thousands of scientists for years before publishing their stuff and not keeping it a secret, yeah. right? You're learning on that, you're publishing. And uh, with entrepreneurship, I think your angle is, is better, but open and asking questions and maybe the person giving the advice you think is a scallywag, but it might be good advice. Um, I think it's a much better way to go through things. Um, as well. So um, you guys have kind of made your first bet on trucking. With your business model and what you guys are building on that platform, would there be, I'm thinking like buses or um, the half trucks that kind of go to the gas stations, right? There's a few more industries. Would this, what you guys are building, be apl applicable to them? Absolutely. And that's actually what we're thinking about now. Um, I we, we have an upcoming opportunity, I'll just say that, um, where we're really getting the opportunity to work with municipalities, states, and federal governments um, to have the conversation uh, about how can we support with workforce development and, and infrastructure, specifically in transportation. Uh, the conversation started with, oh, well, trucking impacts all of these different entities, so how can we collaborate as ambassadors? But then I realized, well, beyond just, just trucking, we're really a platform that helps to streamline the hiring for, for, for talent that requires very specific credentials, um, licensing, background checks, things of that nature. And so as we, as we thought about that, to your point, um, we started to look at university systems who are hiring shuttle drivers or, or 
cities who also are hiring uh, bus drivers, snowplow drivers. Um, and so when we think about driving talent that where very specific credentials are required, we see a lot of opportunity to expand beyond trucking, for sure. Very cool. We're going to open up to questions from the audience here in a minute or two, so get your courage up. Um, here in Utah, there's a, a personification of, of CEOs and leaders in tech, or pick your industry. You might not fit that mold directly. Um, talk about that. Yeah, it's been interesting being different. Um, one, I'm not from Utah. Um, I am not from, I'm not from many things. I'm a, I'm a curly-haired black woman from Chicago, which I don't, coming to Utah, I don't have many examples of what that looks like uh, or what, what success could look like. There's also not many statistics pointing to my success in this endeavor that I'm, I'm embarking on. Uh, but in spite of that, I feel like different has been, been accepted and, and been a superpower. And so I might sit in a room and often be the, the only. Actually, as I look around, I am once again the only. Oh, nope, I lied. Uh, but I'm one of the few. Um, and I... But that's okay. And I feel like it's been an invitation uh, to get to know others, for others to get to know me and really understand uh, how, how, to, how to bring diverse perspectives into various conversations. Um, and I, I think often when we talk about diversity, we talk a lot about reach. How many, how many diverse candidates can we reach or, or you know, bring into the fold? But I think about touch. Um, it, it's more about how do we move from how many do we reach to how many do we actually touch. And what I will say is coming to Utah, I've been touched by the level of mentorship, by support, championship um, that has, has really come, come my way. So, yeah. Well, that's very good. Um, all right. We're going to open it up for questions. Raise your hand if you've got a question for Morgan here. I'm curious if you have implemented an API into your technology for third parties? Yes, we have. Which one are you? Anything? Oh, like inventory, um, 3PL, you know, tracking uh, deliveries and things like that. No, so we're, we're specifically thinking through recruitment right now. So all, many of our integrations are more so integrations with email tools, scheduling tools, uh, lead qualification tools, things of that nature. Okay, very cool. Thanks. Hey, so the other side of the employee problem that we're seeing a lot of um, is retention on employees. Um, and obviously that's kind of the opposite of what you're looking at. What resources Blended aiming to bring to companies to help with that other half of that equation? Yeah, well, so retention, we, we believe that first it starts with hiring the right candidate. And so uh, what, what we see, particularly in trucking, is there's so many gaps People are hiring the first people that they can find. And what we're trying to say is, hey, we can help you. We, we understand that finding the right candidate can take more time, but we could actually help you streamline that process. And so, uh, frankly, this is something that we're, we're thinking through more and more. Um, but, but as far as where we're starting, it is how do we help you get the right candidate in order to avoid that constant churn or 
to, to maybe stop some of that churn that we see um, in the industry. Up here in the front. How many of the folks that you hire or help companies hire are new to the industry, like Garrett talked about fantasizing driving a truck for three or five days <laughs> or whatever? How many are new hires and don't, don't even have a CDL license? Uh, not many. So particularly because we really focus on sm small to mid-sized uh, companies and due to compliance reasons, often those companies aren't able to hire uh, right, right out of CDL school. Most of their drivers require anywhere between one to two years of driving experience in order to be eligible to work for those companies. Um, this isn't true. I mean, th this, so some companies do have a bit more flexibility, but because that is the niche where we're really focusing on, uh, we, the, the, I, I want to drive three times, three or five times <laughs> a week, and I'm brand new, um, often are not desirable candidates for, for the companies we're working with. All right, well, we'll figure out this. <laughs> but, but I can still help you, I promise. Okay. I know people. <laughs> Uh, I saw, was there a few more hands I saw? Just wanted to ask you, um, who inspires you and why? Mm. Uh, I have to go back to my brother. So my brother, he, he's a person who had a dream and a vision that has survived him. And to do that is so compelling. He also, he... This was, this was not my world. I did not have to do any of this. It wasn't my brother passed away and I feel like I have to go into this world. But what I saw was he created something that could be magical to a field, that could move a field forward. And he, he had inspired a group of people here in Utah through his empathy, empathy for, for humans, um, which allowed me to enter into an ecosystem where doors were open, seeds were planted, so I could move as quickly as I have. And I, and I don't take that for granted. Um, and that's no easy task. Um, I talked about touch a little earlier. Most people, t you talk to people, you see people out, but people don't often touch you. Cameron touched people. And as I think about my own leadership journey, I'm not just trying to be, be a cute face on a, on a screen or be on TV or up here on stage. I genuinely want to touch people with, with the things that I'm doing. Um, in my role, both as CEO, even as an example, I also spoke to, there's not many examples of, frankly, black women in tech here in Utah. And I'm now sitting as an example of what that might, be, might look like. Um, and I'm proud to be an example of that. And uh, Cameron was an example of a, of a black man in tech. Um, and his, his dream, his journey inspired so many and including me, uh, to believe that I could, I could do this, and yeah. Uh, thanks for that talk. I, come, I have a family in the trucking industry. I grew up around many holiday tables with a lot of good trucker jokes. Um, and you probably know a couple. I won't tell you what they are. Um, but they talk about the industry a lot and how, it, you know, how tough it was for these owners of trucking firms, you know, to get, try to find, like, how to get recruited, how to find jobs. So I think uh, congratulations for going, uh, doing what you're doing. I think everybody here, if you don't get a chance, find a friend or hitchhike and try to take a ride in a big truck. It's actually kind of a cool thing. I mean, it's big, huge, moving, you know, so 
just put it on your bucket list, okay? Um, so my question is about that. My question is about AI, artificial intelligence, that thing, uh, all that. I think each one of us, I think Silicon Slopes is always having discussions about it. We're all like, you know, chat GPT nerds without even knowing what that means a lot of times. So I don't know if you're seeing that play in your industry or anything that's coming to mind. You're sitting around a table with your peers or, you know, just anything you can enlighten us on or your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to recruitment, do I see it a lot? No. Are we creating it into, into blend? Are we blending it into blended? Yes. Um, so AI, AI and machine learning are two aspects of technology that we really are looking to dive into. Um, right now, recruitment is, is very much based on your availability as a recruiter. And so if a trucker is up at 2 in the morning and they're excited about your position, uh, they probably won't hear from you until at least 9 o'clock the next day. Um, but when we think about competition, th this is a, th recruitment is a game of competition. It's often who can get to the candidate first and, and present them the most desirable package. And so AI, what it allows is for 24-7 for communication um, with a potential applicant. Machine learning, uh, as we think about scheduling applicants, how do, we, how do we grow models in order to do that? And when I think about, when I think about my relation to uh, tech and trucking, I, right now I'm speaking from where the industry is at, but where I think about where the industry is going, who is hired, how they are hired, that is going to continue to evolve. And by us um, early on incorporating AI and machine learning models into our tech, we're, we, we are, we're positioning ourselves to actually learn and, and benefit uh, or help the industry benefit off of what works as the, the, the face of trucking continues to evolve as well. So yes, very much conversations that 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 we're we're very much thinking about. So I know you're a uh, um, person that uh, likes strategy. Um, I just want to ask a question: uh, What is your long-term marketing strategy for acquiring the right candidates and getting the word out and break the stereotype on what it is to be a truck driver? Because when I think of a truck driver, I think of a middle-aged man with a long beard and going to hit you with uh, some kind of a tool if you you know, cut him off or something. So, I mean, how, how are you looking at long-term broadening, you know, the, you know, the acquisition for those uh, candidates? Yeah, that's an excellent question. And frankly, that's something we're learning. We're, we're still very much learning. So, and, and I say that because, to your point, uh, I, I'm, I'm not with a typical trucking person uh, and then we, to your point about middle-aged men uh, dominating the trucking field that is what we see um, but as retirements continue to happen as autonomous trucking continues to play play out as, as all these things continue to build again who the who is going to be a part of trucking is going to continue to evolve um, and so by us incorporating AI machine learning uh, through our data collection we're actually starting to learn what's actually going to work in order to to inspire drive motivate and convert um, new faces into the industry do I know yet no uh, am I figuring it out every day thank you my name is Jacob and uh, by the way just so you know like if you guys haven't drive a truck like I'm in the army so I have this army truck 
trust me, it's fun because nobody wants close to you. You are safe. <laughs> you are so safe, right? So, but thank you for that. Um, quick question. Um, you said that you're, you know, new to the tech, new to the trucking business. There's a lot, there's a very deep learning curve, right? So how do you, what do you do to prepare you every day? Just like, I'm ready for meeting clients. I'm ready to, what do you do to learn? Like, it, it feels like it's a lot of things going on in this, in this industry, in any industry. And uh, a lot of us, like, you know, entrepreneur, we maybe get into a new thing we don't even know. We maybe have an idea, but how, just tell us, how, how do you prepare yourself? Um, I think that this is not so much, I know we talk about clients, but before someone becomes your client, they could be your partner, partner in learning. And so I really took the approach of having the conversations with potential partners in learning to understand what do you need? Let's just have a conversation. That's, that's really how I evolved into Blended. So I came into this thinking, I was going to build a trucking logistics automation company. That, that's what I thought. And so as I talked to industry leaders, we talked about that. But the thing that kept coming up was, and I need drivers. <laughs> and, and I started listening to that. That became a trend. This is where the strategist in me comes, comes into play. I'm asking one question, but you're giving me an answer that, that's pointing to there's a solution you need even before I built that one. So how can I help you do that? And um, also, I, I am a person who believes strongly in learning. So um, I, as much as I am a CEO, I'm also a student, actually. At the, the University of Utah, they have an amazing program called the Master of Business Creation. Um, think about an accelerated, M the rigor of an MBA, married with an accelerator where you take your company, put it on steroids and really figure out how to make things work. And we had a really interesting conversation recently about this idea of how to move somebody uh, or bring into your ecosystem what are called design partners. People who are industry, industry specific or role specific who are coming into your orbit, orbit to help you design or think about the design of what you're building. And then moving that person from a design partner to a beta tester to a potential client. Um, and having that process in mind, I, I rarely approach people like, hi, would you like to buy Blended? It's a great tool in technology. It's more, hi, my name is, is Morgan, and I'm trying to learn. Um, and I feel like I could learn from you. And so taking that learning orientation has really helped me um, as I've thought through how to build and then grow uh, this, this particular business. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're able to stick around for those that didn't get their, their questions asked, right? Uh, this has been great fun. Uh, I think there's a few more prospective truck drivers in the audience now. <laughs> a few might. I have hitchhiked with truckers on several occasions. I, oh. I would recommend it. <laughs> it is very fun. And uh, you know, for these Friday conversations we, that we do, 40, 45 a year, maybe 10% are like early stage companies like you. So it's always fun. Um, so if you're listening to this or you're watching and you're in a position to help, um, reach out to Morgan, right? Please. Thank you so much for taking the time to join. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you.